Welcome to this Dealer's Edge online training program featuring Joni Stuker with a workshop on how to find, hire, and then keep highly productive BDC reps. There was a time about 20 years ago when there was no such thing as professional BDC representatives. The Dealerships Business Development Center was considered a form of punishment for underperforming salespeople. Where's Charlie, I would ask, and some other salesman would say, he's having a bad month. He has to spend some time in the BDC. And the Business Development Center reflected that thinking. The ones I remember were like repurposed storage closets with a few phone lines installed. But as we'll see today, the auto retail industry has certainly come a long way since then, at least as far as the physical aspect of the BDC is concerned. But has the attention to the human resource, resources needed for a successful business development effort kept up? Working in the BDC requires some special skills and temperaments. Recruiting the right person with the basic skills, personality traits, and ability to learn can sometimes be difficult. Today, Joni Stuker will present us with a plan for building a strong and productive BDC stocked with the best people available. We'll learn where to search for high-potential BDC reps, plus some innovative recruiting techniques. We'll see the importance of setting hourly call standards and measurements to determine success. We'll find out how to spot and single out those with the best chance of success. And Joni will give us some creative word tracks for BDC rep job listings to attract the right person. We'll examine the best practices for using referrals from existing staff. And we'll figure out how to get them up and productive quickly, stocked with the best BDC reps available. So now let's welcome Joni Stuker back to Dealer's Edge. Joni, why don't you take over from here? Okay. Let's talk about some interviewing questions. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't put it down here, but I always love to ask why they left their most recent job. <laughs> hey, hey, Joni. Hey, Joan. Hey, uh, Joni. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Mike here. I wonder if we could – can we take a couple questions before we get into, yeah. the, into the interview? Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, first question is, uh, if, if we were looking at starting a, a, a BDC from scratch – or yeah. perhaps it, or you know, disbanding the current BDC and starting over again. How mm-hmm. do you know how many people to hire? Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, two or two two levels of that answer. Uh, number one, it's always a matter of lead volume. A part-time caller uh, can handle approximately 100 internet leads a month. That includes things like hand raisers. Uh, so so there's the first thing. You have to remember that you want to make sure that you're your BDC caller has half of their day open to being able to make outbound calls. So things like, are they sales-related only? Because if they're sales and service, then that's another layer you have to consider, which is how many inbound service calls approximately per hour, you know, do we receive? Because at the end of your day, you need to have half of an hour every hour or three hours of your shift open to being able to prospect and work heavy lifting. This is this is truly the way that a dealer is looking for and the reason they put it in. They're looking for that type of results. So I hope that answered your question. Okay. Yes. Question. Okay. All right. And next, um, we're, we're looking for part-time people. Yeah. Are we go, do, During the day, are we scheduling for, for two shifts or, or three shifts to cover the day? Usually two. Say nine to three, three to nine. Another great shift, if you have the physical space, is 12 to 6. Um, again, a lot of dealers are very held to small 
areas for BDC, you know, rooms. So that's another reason why part time works so well. Two people takes one workstation. Okay, so we're not we're not so concerned about covering the morning hours. We want to we're going to start in the afternoon and then into the evening. No, 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 no. You always uh, want to start. I said nine to three or three to nine. Okay. Uh, all right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I said another right. great shift to say yes. like yes. noon to six. Yeah. Okay. All right. You you just look at where where your greatest volume of opportunity is. Certain markets, you know, I let's just say it. Certain parts of Florida are more elderly. You know, the the evening doesn't work as well, so we go lighter staffed. So look at your market. Okay, we we get the idea of paying a bonus on sales on vehicle sales, but our BDC reps also handle service calls. How do okay. you, how would you how would you bonus for service? Okay, I need to ask. Oh, do you, I don't know if they can answer right away, but I. Yeah. Okay, don't worry. I would not bonus for inbound service call appointment setting because <laughs> they call to make an appointment. There is usually no finesse needed. That's just a scheduling issue. So I would, if I handle service as well, which I believe in, I would spiff service efforts for things such as, hey, you call a customer that we have not seen, say, in three months, four months, five months, and you outbound get that appointment, now I would give you a very minimal dollar amount because there's no real money and oil changes and things like that. But we do tier for outbound service efforts. So I may get a dollar for the first outbound appointments that I set, one, say, one to 50, and maybe $2 from 51 to 100 got to look at your volume of your service department. But again, inbound appointment setting on service, that's crazy. I would never make a never bonus on that because they call to make an appointment. However, let's go this way. You take an inbound service call, right? And the customer you can see calls in for an oil change and they're close to 30,000 miles and you upsell or you upsell tires or you upsell air conditioning, whatever it is. And you, as a service person, have the absolute legal right to ask for referrals on service customers as long as it's not an emergency appointment. So prospect. I have a lot of service-focused team members that are picking up a lot of money because they prospect, ask for referrals, and they start generating sales even with a service focus. Okay. Um, another question on, on in the same vein. Uh, we're, we're paying, we're bonus, bonuses on sold customers only, uh, but the question is, it seems like the BDC rep has less control once the, once the prospect is turned over to a salesperson. Uh, how, how can you justify paying somebody based on things that they don't have as much control over? Okay. Well, um, I guess the first thing I would say is, well, welcome to retail sales in the auto industry. Um, it's a matter of making sure that our sales manager, not the salesperson, but the sales manager stays engaged. The sales manager um, not only speaks to the customer prior or in the beginning, but also prior to them leaving. Because if I have salespeople that are taking your BDC rep appointments and they're dusting them and brooming them and they're not selling to 50%, it isn't a time to spiff the BDC. It's a time to correct your floor. And I'm telling you, i got to warn you big time. I hear a lot of people, well, the BDC did their part. Guys, that's not their part. The part is to get them in the door and that we all, they sell cars. So, Again, if I happen to have a, a salesperson, right, and I'm a BDC manager, and there's a salesperson, and he takes the customer, he doesn't have the manager speak with him, he doesn't follow process, it is not time to spiff the BDC because they got ripped out of their commission. It's time to correct the floor. Okay. Um, do you still run into dealerships or managers who resist the BDC? 
uh, you know, with the idea that we could have sold those cars anyway. And yeah. why should why should I have to pay for for the BBC? Yeah. And how, yeah. how do you how, how do you handle that? And what I'm sorry. How, how do you handle that then how, when, when you get that okay. resistance? I can tell you, when I hear that, first off, it's not going to be uh, one of my clients because what that dealer is saying or that sales manager is saying is that all your setting appointments with primarily are Internet and phone ups and unsold showroom traffic. And you have to remember, you guys, when you do that, if that's your focus, the ego alone of the sales manager, salespeople, dealer, their ego is going to say, I would have had that deal without you. I hear that all the time. So here's how you end that. It's the easiest thing. Take an internet lead, right? Take an inbound sales call. Get them in the door. They buy a car. Phenomenal. But on that inbound sales call, ask for referral. Get a referral from the phone up and they come in and buy. Every dealer, every sales manager, and even most salespeople would tell you that is something they never would do. So if you're not self-generating, that's what the dealer's trying to tell you. As long as you blend a third of your appointments every day from the categories we just described, you will end that mumble jumble immediately. Okay. Uh, question about how how to fire or when to fire people. The uh, <laughs> the, the, the metric you showed us uh, indicates that after 90 days, uh, a BDC rep should be generating one lead per hour or one one appointment per hour. Is that? Yep, one appointment per hour. Yep. Okay, so if 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 they fall behind that, mm -hmm. is is firing them sort of immediate after ninety days, uh, or is there another uh, remedial process you go through? Okay, so so we didn't touch on one thing, which is attendance. You know, if you have you know, it's my first month in the business, I believe. I'm sorry, I don't know which one it was, but the, the three strike rule. So if you have poor attendance. Day one, you know, whatever it is in the first month, two months, or it starts to happen six months into your position. But if you start to have attendance issues, day one happens, obviously, hey, nice soft touch warning. Day two, I'm going to write up. Day three, you're late. I'm, I'm getting rid of you. But here's the biggest thing you have to do. When somebody comes into work late, you can't stop advertising because what you do is you get caught into this, you know, this bad spot where you keep people that aren't on time or are not reliable, not doing the job because you don't have replacements. And we do that in car sales all the time. So keep searching, keep moving forward. Now, I, I'm going to make this a black and white statement, but at the end of the day, after 90 days, are you pacing at least as a BDC rep, 20 is the objective. Are you pacing anywhere from 15 to 20? And is the reason you're not at 20 not related to your appointment level and your show rate, but it's because of maybe issues on the floor, I would not remove that rep. If it's a matter of my floor closing and I have got a BDC rep that's been there 90 days plus and she's selling 10 cars and 8 cars, you have to remove and I would remove immediately. But again, remember, you've got to have somebody waiting in the wings to start in that position. You used the term VIP manager uh, in oh, yeah. the presentation today. What is a VIP manager, and uh, who is that usually in the dealership? Okay. Well, I obviously stands for a very important person. Uh, and, and don't use the name of a sales manager because I used to assign it and say, hey, when you come into your appointment tomorrow, ask for my VIP manager, which is a sales manager. My VIP manager is Stanley. And then all of a sudden, Stanley had a dental appointment. The customer came in, go, where's Stanley? I thought I had an appointment. So don't 
use the name. Just say, when you arrive at my dealership, ask for my VIP manager. This is going to force the hand of any sales manager there to actually have to get up and go say hello in the beginning of the deal, which is huge. So it's any sales manager. And if you're in a busy store where the sales manager is going to tell you, I don't have time to meet customers, which would be awful to hear. But if they're so darn busy, then back yourself up. Then get a, a senior salesperson to be the VIP. The point of the VIP is it's a concierge feeling. It makes the consumer feel like this is a different way to do business in a car dealership. And instead of waiting to talk to management later, I'm going right to the top in the beginning. It'll increase your show ratio. It'll increase your sold ratio. Okay. And uh, I think a final question. Uh, when people come to interview with us, uh, one question they ask is, how much money can I expect to make in this job? Uh, mm -hmm. How do we answer that? How much, how much does a good BDC rep earn? Okay, well, if we're, we're going to go part-time, right? Okay, because that's a big thing. If you're full-time, it's a different, right? So yeah, a part-time part rep... A part-time rep is going to make no less than, say, twenty, probably twenty-seven thousand dollars a year to thirty grand, depending upon how many sources they work of self-generated. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not going to inflate the world. I've got some reps that do fifty, sixty cars. And they're making phenomenal money. They're selling forty referrals a month. Dealerships up a hundred cars. I mean, those are like the off-the-chart individuals. But if you're looking for a part-time job, and you know your base is let's say ten dollars an hour. A BDC rep is in this model going to make about $14, $15 an hour with the opportunity to get into the 19 to 20 if they are prospectors. Okay, great. Uh, that is the last question I have. Uh, hey. And, folks, if you, if you think of other questions you'd like to ask Joni, uh, her phone number, her cell phone number, and her email address are right there in front of you. Uh, you might want to take a look also at the Owner Connect website. Uh, there's a link, link there for you, so please take advantage of that. Uh, also, Joni offered some, uh, some other information. If you're interested, you can send her an email. Uh, we talked about uh, some power words to use uh, in, when, you're, when you're writing your ads. Uh, also, a, uh, my note says a TO guide sheet, turnover Very guide good. sheet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, if you'd like to get one of those, see what it looks like and how you can work it into your uh, into your business, uh, contact Joni and she'll send you that by return email. Uh, and we also talked about a Go Green board, the Go Green board mm -hmm. sample. Uh, if you'd like to see what that looks like, again, contact Joni by phone or by email, and uh, and she'll be happy to, to accommodate you there. I'd like to thank all of you for attending today. Uh, I know it's not easy, again, to take time out of the dealership day on a Thursday afternoon, and we appreciate you spending it with Dealer's Edge and with Joni Stuker. And I'd like to offer special thanks to Joni Stuker for taking her hey. time. To, thanks, uh, guys. I really enjoyed it. I hope it helped. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Joni. Uh, it did. I thought it was excellent. And uh, with that, uh, this is Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. We'll be signing off for today.